0: Should say okay a couple more times before we actually start. (laughs) Just to. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Cinderella podcast, where we watch and review every Cinderella adaptation we can find, discussing the same stories over and over until we slowly go insane. I'm Liv. And I'm Tallinn. And
1: today we watched Cinderella Speller, made in 1940. Which is the children-only Cinderella, because in this Cinderella, the main characters, Cinderella, Prince Charming, the stepsisters, are all played by children. And not like older children, like very young children.
0: Yeah. Prince Charming is played by one of the main characters from The Little Rascals. It's Spanky from our gang which is not going to mean anything to you probably but it was a really popular show about a group of kids that just ran around and had hijinks and stuff and he was one of the main characters so he is actually very famous and i recognized him and he's adorable i will say the children were all extremely cute in this oh no no they weren't no okay i thought the kids were all adorable
1: they were all like little miniaturized adults it was horrifying
0: right adorable
1: oh no 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 god no, they were do super... you
0: like child pageants what's wrong with you they weren't child pageants they were just adorable they were in child outfits they weren't we gotta start we'll talk about it when we get to it so you start what happens first
1: sorry i just i have to ask how old do you think these kids are because i think like eight and
0: under i think they're about eight and under i can check i can google it real quick yes uh the prince is 11 when this was made and cinderella is nine i could not find the ages of the stepsisters but i think they looked a little bit older so i would put them at maybe 11 or 12. That makes me feel slightly better, but, like, not by a lot. I spent a lot of time going to reenactments and costumery things. And so, for me, there is a fundamental difference between putting a child in an age-appropriate, time-period-appropriate costume, and taking a child and dressing them up as an adult. And this was very much the former and I was totally fine with it.
1: It was the makeup that did it for me.
0: That's fine. We can we can disagree on this. I think we're gonna have a very disparate. Do you
1: do you think Cinderella was naturally blonde? Or no, that no, was I a think wig? She was... Or she or they bleached that child's hair?
0: I think that was a wig. Okay. You guys, this is a live action 20 minute short, so it goes real fast. Cinderella is small she has very thick incredibly pale blonde braids that go to her waist
1: she's got very classic 40s movie makeup with the very thin eye eyebrows and the dark around her eyes
0: well the thing can't help when it was made (laughs) <laughs> my my first note is that actually we open on a clock tower and then we cut to a uh half timber style elizabethan house this is live action but it feels animated i was looking at the opening just going hang on i thought this was did i mess up did i send the wrong one i don't the background looked animated somehow it was extremely strange for me you you get the sense
1: that they painted a backdrop and then painted a thing in front of it and then took video of that
0: yeah uh unclear
1: so cinderella is ironing some dresses and there's a little dog there which makes this the second cinderella with a dog a trend i am a huge fan of the dog is kind of in the distance, and Cinderella beckons the dog over, and the dog jumps on the chair, which has a dress on it. And she's like, No, no, get off, get off. But it's too late because an adult has arrived.
0: One of three adults in this movie.
1: And somehow the least terrifying adult, despite being the evil stepmother.
0: No. Oh, I disagree with you. I didn't. Are you serious
1: right now? That king was horrifying. No, he was
0: unexpected I'll grant you that much but I found the stepmother the most upsetting really? really? Yeah. Okay, okay. So the stepmother
1: is played by an adult actor and she just looks like vaguely stepmotherish, her hair's pulled back. She's there. Yes.
0: So she yells at Cinderella to get the filthy dog out of there and that it'll ruin the dresses. Cinderella is in the middle of ironing dresses because as we find out immediately, the ball is tonight. The ball is always tonight. It's a horrible Groundhog Day iteration where the ball is always tonight. (laughs) It's always the day of the ball. And these dresses are for her daughters who are going to go to the ball and they are spoiled and snobby, but they're pretty cute kids. This is set in the, again, 1780s with sort of tight three-quarter length sleeves with lace on the bottoms and wide skirts but not absurdly wide hoop skirts and wigs that you would wear with little curls that are silver and close to your head and the costumes were actually really nice and very varied it wasn't just we made one costume in 17 different colors they were actually distinct from one another and the guys had good costumes too so I really enjoyed the costumery of this I loved everything about the costumery, other than the fact that it was all in child proportions. I just, I didn't take you to enough rent fairs when we were kids. That's what happened. I, 12 year old me let you down. I'm sorry.
1: It it was just very disturbing to me. And I don't know, it dipped somewhere into the uncanny valley. It was just half a beat off for me and my brain couldn't process it. So Cinderella is helping the stepsisters get ready. She's trying to help one with her bodice, buttoning the dress, and another one needs help with the hair. And meanwhile, the stepsisters are going back and forth like, I know the prince will dance with me. No, he's going to dance with me. He won't even look at you. Things like
0: that. Very spoiled 12-year-old attitude.
1: And then the stepsister whose hair Cinderella is working on Yelps and accuses her of doing it on purpose. And the other stepsister goes, She's just jealous because we're beautiful and she isn't.
0: Yep. So then the stepmother scolds her and she slaps her across the face. Which is when the stepmother became the most terrifying person to me.
1: It was very disturbing. I do agree. Then the stepsister whose hair got pulled goes i want cinderella to do my
0: hair which is weird well so what happens is the stepmother goes cooing over to her daughters every time something happens she goes oh my poor darling and just goes and just fawns over them and so she goes to the daughter whose hair has been pulled and goes oh my darling my poor dear i will brush your hair at which point that sister goes no i want cinderella to brush it and grabs Cinderella bodily by the arm and tugs her forward and the stepsisters begin to have a tug of war with Cinderella which I hated
1: who is just looking straight at the camera with the woe is me what can you do face
0: I mean it was the 40s but I didn't like it so they're all ready to go now the stepmother scolds Cinderella some more gives her another list of chores to do very rapid fire I might add and slams her way out of the house and cinderella starts to cry and goes to the table and puts her head down on the table and starts to cry more and the dog comes to comfort her and this made me have way too many feelings i was just i don't necessarily know that this child actress was phenomenal but she really looked very sad and it made my heartstrings go womp womp and I didn't like it. Oh but I I was
1: moved by the dog going over to her. That that I, too. The crying
0: like, the crying child. I was like oh that's fine. Oh a dog. <laughs> she just looked so sad and just a heartbroken and anyways, so she puts her head down on the table and starts to cry and there is a candle next to her. And a candle flame grows bigger and then turns into a sparkler and then goes out. And from the smoke of this now extinguished transmogrifying candle comes a small pink amoeba, see-through and glittery, and slowly moves around behind Cinderella while growing in stature until it becomes glinda the good witch in a slinky dress
1: she looked kind of like the the fairy from the pinocchio
0: cartoon she does look like the blue fairy but she's pink and see yeah they and really... she's got a
1: star on the end of her wand her dress is Long really hair. pretty it's
0: very form-fitting and very slinky but it has sort of a wider sort of a fishtail type skirt there's more of it at the bottom, but it's really slinky and swishy. I can't emphasize enough how sparkly pink this thing was.
1: Um, Just to clarify, this character is played by one of the adults.
0: Oh, good point. Yeah, this is an adult who will remain see-through the entire time and will speak only in rhyme. But it's not song. It's just rhyme. Yes, and there's no aggressive eye contact. So... That was good. Yeah. Liked, liked that.
1: So the fairy godmother goes, "No, you're not dreaming. I'm your fairy godmother," and Cinderella goes, "How do you do, fairy godmother? Won't you sit down?" It's pretty adorable. <laughs> and the fairy godmother tells her that she's been a good girl, and so she's gonna have a surprise. And Cinderella goes, "Never had one of those before," and she's told that that's why it'll be extra good. Yep. And uh, the fairy godmother asks her to get a pumpkin a whole bunch of mice and two rats and cinderella does so and then the magic spell that the fairy godmother uses is work magic work
0: coach appear this is one of the weirder magic transformations that i've seen ever in my life Talon. i really want to know how you felt about what happens next so what happens
1: is that the pumpkin and the mice that are like crawling the real mice that are kind of crawling past it they're kind of outlined and instead of instead of them it's like their vague shape and it's sparkly and then it gets bigger and it's like a coach with giant plastic mice in front of it they're very big and they're very clearly toy mice and i don't understand I don't understand. And then she does another additional spell to make the mice into horses and, like, the rats into a coachman and a footman. But for quite a while there, we just have a coach drawn by giant
0: horse-sized mice. With giant horse-sized rats perched on top of it. Yes. So uh, they're definitely made of plastic. They are not even colored in. They're just gray plastic they don't have dark eyes they don't have pink noses or anything they're
1: just the cheapest mouse shaped toys you can picture
0: yep I was alarmed by this I found this upsetting <laughs> although I was happy that when the rats did eventually turn into humans they were not doing mousy things yes. and then switched to doing human things they just went straight to being humans which That's was true. Nice.
1: I like that the mice, the giant mice, were very fake looking. I would have been so much more upset if they looked more like real mice Yeah. at that scale. That would have been...
0: So weird. all in all, this was not nearly as bad as it could have been. It was not, but it was still far from ideal. This was a... This was a no, disturbing. this was not my favorite moment. No, this was a disturbing transformation scene. Cinderella interrupts the spell often with, goodness gracious, every <laughs> to, to punctuate basically every line. And the fairy godmother changes her dress last. And her dress is lovely. It is, again, a traditional sort of aristocratic France dress. So tight three-quarter length sleeves, lots of white tulle, lots of flounces. She has an asymmetrical decoration of blue flowers going from over one shoulder down her bodice and over the same hip. And it was really pretty. It was just a very sweet dress. I liked it a whole lot. Miniature adult. I look at her and I'm
1: like, that child is not comfortable.
0: Those adults aren't comfortable either. That dress isn't supposed to be comfortable. It's not the most uncomfortable corsets that exist, but those are certainly not pleasant. Here's the thing. So there are corsets that were I'm not saying the 1940s knew this because 1940s meh, but there were corsets for children you would put your children in corsets but they were different adult corsets were meant to accentuate the figure to make one voluptuous and child corsets were not they were meant to make you just fit into the clothes properly because the clothes needed a certain amount of support under them to be worn so Child beauty pageants are disgusting because they attempt to not only dress in adult clothes and do adult makeup, but very aggressively sexualized adult clothes and adult makeup. This is not in any way sexualized. They're also older, they're, you know, nine and 12 instead of being five. So it just reads as children wearing. Old-timey children clothes to me, and I found it delightful. I thought the costumes were sweet. I thought the hair pieces were sweet. I thought they moved well in them. They were also adorably awkward because there's kind of nothing more adorable than children trying to walk in massive hoop skirts because uh, that takes some skill, and it's just really cute to watch them try because they're trying so hard and they're doing a pretty good job.
1: I guess if the dialogue had been more like like that of children, and the plot of it wasn't Cinderella which we've seen with adults so many times. Yeah, Maybe I wouldn't have had so much trouble with seeing them as children being made to act like adults.
0: So the reason that they made everything be children in this, by the way, It's going to be something terrible, isn't it? No, no, it's not. I mean, it's Hollywood based, so it's not great, but it's not terrible. It's that this was sort of the height of Shirley Temple ruling the box office and so they were just trying to cash in on young stars they were just
1: what's better than one young star 20 20 here's you like shirley temple here's 20 children
0: yep basically that's what happened they said you know hey this is what people like right now let's do this why not and there was no one around to answer that why not question so they did so this is the point at which we see the prince, and he is tiny. He is a tiny
1: sweet boy. He's so cute. Wearing his little chubby cheeks and little dark hair. He was
0: adorable.
1: His hair is aggressively curled in like very specific swirls at very specific places on his head. Yep. It looked like a
0: very high maintenance hairstyle. Yep. It was one of those. Things that was supposed to be artfully disheveled very specifically. Yes. (laughs) His outfit is very accurate. You know, long tails, breeches. It's just cute.
1: There's also a king. And Mm -hmm. he's a very giant king. And I found him very upsetting because his eyes were open very wide. And everything he said he said with a lot of intensity while looking with slightly too wide eyes like right at the camera yeah and i just found it i found it very aggressive so the king is there and he's the adult in the room other than the guards and everybody else at the ball is children and they're all dressed up and they're all dancing together and cinderella enters and Unlike most of the other little girls who have either their hair curled or they're wearing wigs, her hair is down. Mm-hmm. Which, was that a thing? Nope.
0: Okay, I didn't think that was a thing. They made a nod to it in that her hair is sort of in ringlets, but no. It's in big fat curls down her back, which was a style that people did, but only with a little bit of hair. And the rest of it needed to be up and it wasn't so her hair is not correct in any way but it is distinctive and it's cute it looks fine i didn't care
1: (laughs) so the prince is greeting another tiny child in a dress and then he sees cinderella and kind of walks right over to her and goes will you honor me by watching your performance from my throne and they walk over on, like, this big red carpet to the throne where the giant king is sitting, and next to him are two little footstools with cushions, and Cinderella gets placed on one, and the prince gets placed on the other. Uh, the prince tries to introduce Cinderella, realizes he doesn't know her name, but then the king kind of just steamrolls over him and helps her to a seat. Can you visually describe
0: the king? Because... I cannot. Okay. He looks like a very young Santa Claus. He's very (laughs) rotund. He has brown hair that is long enough to be curled unpleasantly. He's wearing a big red coat with a white ermine trim. He does indeed have very intense wide staring eyes and his smile is a little too forced to be comfortable in any way shape or form thank you good news we now get a song because this is a musical in what way is this good news well there's less than 20 minutes left because the whole thing is only 20 minutes long so on the heels of having watched the slipper in the rose last week um uh. this was delightful because it just boom 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 and it was done that's true so even though there were songs and even though some of them went on for a while none of them was a seven minute monstrosity that had me calling out to the elder gods so the king starts to sing a song about whistling he summons
1: some demon boys from behind his there. throne and they sing no they look demonic because whatever the lighting issue was their eyes were pitch black with like no white like the sclera was in shadow and they sing in that weird 1940s child unison and then they hide behind the throne again.
0: Okay so I adore how bad you are at music because they were singing in three-part barbershop harmony. (laughs) (laughs) Okay so what happens is three really cute kids in little blue suits pop out and sing an old King Cole song in very bizarrely modern 1940s harmony and they kind of have a lisp and they kind of have one of them is missing a tooth or something and they look a little strange but they don't look demonic they look fine and then they pop back behind the throne and the king continues to sing about whistling Uh,
1: and then we are looking into the ballroom and all of these like little ballerina children in blue tutus Are next to a giant box and they open the box and an even smaller little ballerina in a very like fluffy white tutu appears and then she dances for a really
0: long time. We just get a lovely little ballet number, which is cute. It's a nice little ballet number. Yeah. Did you see Tarzan in the middle of one of the scenes just swinging someone around by their hand and foot? No. What? okay it did happen what so in the middle of this blue ballet scene on the right hand side of the screen for a couple of seconds we pan out just a little bit and there is someone wearing a tarzan traditional leopard skin ensemble and he's doing the thing where you hold your partner by one hand and the same foot and swing them around in a big circle
1: I didn't see that even a little bit. That
0: happened, I swear to God.
1: So then we got a little Bo Peep song from Little Bo Peep. And I noted that her mannerisms were too adult and I didn't like it. And that she was
0: too intense. And then the tiny child dressed like a bunny pops up. This is an extra tiny child though. This is an under five. This is this is a very,
1: very small child in a bunny costume. And I will admit. It was
0: cute. It was cute, and the joke here is that the tiny child can't whistle because part of the song involves whistling, and he can't do it.
1: And he just kind of goes shoo 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 shoo
0: <laughs> And then we get a tap dance number. We go back to the uh, ballroom floor, and now there is a group of people, children, in red tops and silvery bottoms trousers. Uh, in fact, yes, doing a tap dance routine and it's a cute little tap dance routine yeah it was fine
1: yeah i i like tap dancing fine and these children were not particularly
0: upsetting in the way that they were dressed and we see cinderella enjoying the performance and then someone rings a giant gong and now all the children who were invited to this party you know as invitees are on the floor paired up sort of preparing to dance but are startled by the beginning of a high-pitched song it's someone singing extremely high and very beautifully it's and, a very it's a very operatic number yes and they are all looking around in confusion and from behind a stringy curtain uh like beaded crystals yeah we get the next group of people to come out i think what was happening is that we were getting the um the thing that the nutcracker does where they have a russian piece and a chinese piece so i think that the blue was supposed to be the russian piece or the red was i think we're trying to do different cultures here for some reason i didn't pick up on it being different cultures until that last bit with the gong that is yeah that's also what happened with me um and then i remembered that that's a thing that uh the nutcracker does and that that was it was a common theme so this group is supposed to be india this is an older group of people and the they neither sing nor dance so i guess they're just support people come out they're the guards They're not guards, they're wearing see through gauze green dresses and something that makes it look like they're topless. Well, they're wearing a gold bandeau top and green, see through, flowy dresses. They are completely white. The woman who is singing is, I think, she is actually a person of color. She looked, yes. Like, not someone in blackface, which was good. It was good that we did not have someone in blackface. I'm I mean, to-
1: yes, but that is the most incredibly low bar. Yeah, but we um, failed to
0: pass it in other Cinderella's. So I'm just saying.
1: That's I true. Wanna,
0: I want to be 100% true. That what happens next isn't good, but it could have been worse. So she is wearing what the 1940s thought was a traditional Indian style outfit. So she has a turban on that's silver and a blue sort of wrap top with layered skirts and is singing an incredibly beautiful sort of operatic song about her beloved India. But she's also in chains. She is full on manacled.
1: Part of her song is that her song sets her free and her thoughts cross the sea. And that was
0: upsetting yeah, I didn't get any of the lyrics. This was such a weird moment for me because one, I want to express this woman has an incredible range of of voice. So she ends on this incredibly sweet, high piercing note, and it's the this song was genuinely gorgeous. This is the only song I enjoyed in this at all. Mm-hmm. But also, I hated it. So I had a very fast roller coaster during this minute and a half of song.
1: I mean, yeah, I completely agree with all of that. I kept thinking about what their thought process in 1940 must have been, where they're like, we have this incredible singer. She's not white. How can we include her in this? Oh, I know. Instead of having her be like a visiting guest or something, we're going to put her in chains. And that was the only way they could conceive to include a person of color. And also... This is meant to be the prince's birthday. And if we take it at face value that he's 11, they brought a prisoner who they forced to perform for their 11-year-old. And they made this in 1940. And I'm just saying, they didn't like it. Yeah. So the song ends and the camera pans to the king who is cackling, just uproariously laughing And then the whistle song begins again.
0: Yes, but everybody's singing this time.
1: Yes, and the king takes the hands of Cinderella and the prince who are standing on either side of him and he joins them together and they go off and dance.
0: They start to waltz and there's really nothing cuter than kids in costume waltzing. So I was again, extremely charmed by this.
1: My note here is that a lot of these children look very confused. They do. I loved it. The king is watching over all of this and smiling, and we get another shot reminding us that it's almost midnight. The
0: dog starts to bark to, I think, try to warn Cinderella that it's midnight, but she doesn't notice, of course. Mm -hmm. So she's dancing with the prince, and we get their first conversation. And she, did, did you write down all of these lines? Not well. Okay, good. I wrote them down poorly as well. So she says, this is lovely. Basically, I'm having the loveliest night of my life. And the prince says, well, this will be the first or something because we'll never be separated again. I'm Nothing will ever separate us. Also, what's your name? <laughs> I think the actual line is, I still don't know your name. And she responds with a line that I loved of, well, you didn't ask. And he goes, that's fair. It didn't seem to matter. But I still want to know. And she goes it's and then midnight happens and she hears the chimes and she flees she she takes
1: a moment to first dramatically lift her hand to her mouth until the prince
0: asks are you all right and then she flees and then she flees the prince attempts to follow her but of course the stepsisters who have been watching one of them who has a little they're those little eyeglasses that are on sticks She's got a little glass eye sticks thing and it's super cute so the stepsisters have been monitoring the prince and they rush to interrupt him to try to get a dance with him so he is unable to catch her she runs down the staircase which is really cute because she's a really small kid and it's a human sized adult staircase and so she she toodles her way on down it and she loses a shoe (laughs) and she hits the bottom of the staircase And pauses dramatically so that she can have her beautiful clothes turned back into rags. And then she flees past two guards. And she's gone now.
1: The prince follows her. He runs up to where the guards are standing. And he asks, did a beautiful princess leave by this door? And they tell him, no, sir, only a beggar maid. He's like, oh, it's not her. So he... At this point notices that there's a glass shoe on the steps and he picks it up and he looks at it and he gets an idea and next we see a proclamation basically saying uh whichever lady's foot can wear a certain glass slipper in the prince's possession will become his bride
0: and rule beside him and we get a shoe fitting montage and it's a nice shoe fitting montage it's just there's nothing special about it. It's just what a shoe fitting montage is supposed to be, in that it's a montage in which a shoe gets tried right on by multiple people. This seems like a low bar, y'all, and I recognize that it it kind of is. But we've seen people fail it, so I just want to say that I'm really happy that we got a shoe montage that was just as expected, adequate, perfectly adequate. Yes. So we cut to. Cinderella's house and Cinderella is wrapping her stepsister's feet to make them smaller just with strips of fabric just around them it's not foot binding I want to be clear it's just squishing so the stepmother comes in and there's a knock on the door and she yells to Cinderella out of here ragamuffin do you want to disgrace us before the prince and shoves her into a corner and the prince walks in with his pillow bearing servant person who is also a child everyone is a child y'all literally everybody no no no. the guards aren't children i was gonna say except for the guards okay okay It's, it's the guards the king the fairy godmother and the stepmother the other 72 people in this are children yeah none older than 12. so the prince as he walks in says this is the very last house on my list surely i will find my bride here incredible optimism yeah no he's how bright even yeah and then he just looks at one of the girls and says try on the slipper just very direct aggressively so it does not fit on the first one and the stepmother is sort of hovering anxiously and so they try the shoe on the second sister and it fits and we cut to cinderella in the corner, cowering, holding her dog in her lap, looking very confused and anxious and sad. Um, All of these, but only one at a time in succession, because again, she's a kid and multiple emotions are hard.
1: Uh, So the prince announces, as I promised in my proclamation, you shall be my bride and rule beside me. He has sort of glanced at her at this point, but is mostly just not looking at her very much, mm-hmm. and he holds out his hand and she takes it, and they start walking away. But the stepsister only gets a few steps before she's, you know, visibly limping and yells, "Take it off. It's pinching me."
0: Just starts to scream in pain and collapses on the
1: floor and Cinderella runs to her to help her, but she's shoot off again by the stepmother
0: with the line "Back to the kitchen, you shameless hussy, <laughs> which just that caught me off guard. I didn't notice
1: that I missed that completely, wow! (laughs) Once the shoe's taken off, the dog saves the day by grabbing the shoe and running to Cinderella, who accepts the shoe from the dog. (laughs) And everyone sort of gathers around and the prince announces, little kitchen maid, you shall try the slipper too. Uh, And she just kind of smiles at that as if that's, like, a nice thing to have been called. And the stepmother goes, oh, you're jesting, sire, with, like, a smile on her face. And he goes, silence, woman. It's a great line. So the more he acted, like, capricious, uh, the more I enjoyed the fact that this was a prince played by a
0: child. That's fair. That, that was a really fun line. There was a small moment just before that where the stepmother reaches to take the shoe away from Cinderella, but the dog in Cinderella's lap growls at her very convincingly and she pulls her hand away very sharply so i like that cinderella has a defender that made me happy
1: it's so nice that she has somebody in
0: her corner yep so the shoe fits obviously and so he says my beating heart told me even before the slipper did so it's a really cute line i like that he says that i wish she'd said it before she tried the shoe off didn't think that was a cute line because i don't believe
1: him because he was ready to walk off with another girl like five seconds ago
0: all right fair so he leads cinderella out of the house uh making statements about make a proclamation la 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 la, la. we cut to trumpeters adults and my notes just go oh good the king sings again my note says uh stop <laughs> This is a different song. This is a song called Cinderella's Wedding Day. We get a bunch of children in fancy costumes lined up on a red carpet, sort of lining either side of it. And we get the line in part of the song Cinderella found her feller. Yep. The king leads her out and picks her up and puts her in the carriage because, again, she's nine. And. He says, "Bless you, my children. Bless you, and may you live happily ever after."
1: And they sing in response in tiny child voices, "We'll live a life of dreams." And then they drive off as the dog, like, is up on its hind legs, like wishing them
0: goodbye. Okay, I was mad the dog didn't go with her. Why didn't? Yeah,
1: actually, the dog should have
0: gone with her. Yeah, the dog should have jumped up into the carriage with her. I'm hoping that they were going to the church, and the church had. I don't know, a no dogs allowed policy, and then they were gonna come back and get it, because if she abandons this dog, I hate this girl.
1: I thought they were going on their honeymoon.
0: I mean, I suppose you wouldn't bring your dog on your honeymoon. Although, again, this is a nine year old and an eleven year old, so I can't think about it too hard.
1: Good God. Anyways, and then the carriage drives off and we see the end a Warner Bros. picture. Yep.
0: Warner Brothers again. I wonder if they had a, the same obsession with Cinderella that we appear to have, because every other thing we do seems to be a Warner Brothers production. Yeah, weird. So we're done now. That's we're finished. So, how do you feel? <laughs> I found that very disturbing,
1: and I didn't like it. What were your highs and lows? Okay, my lows when the two children got married. <laughs> that that was a little weird yeah I think my high was when the prince was being bratty because then I could actually enjoy the fact that he was like a child prince and I wanted him to be like arbitrarily like mean to people and just abuse his power and like throw tantrums and just demand things Talon used to be a nanny guys that is true I hadn't considered the connection
0: Meanwhile, I've made a point of never interacting with children, so uh, read into that what you will.
1: Yeah, so I just,
0: I like that,
1: and I didn't like that they were kids, that's That's fair, that's fair. How about you? What are your highs and lows? So I think
0: my low had to be the moment that I realized that the girl that was supposed to be Indian was in Chains because I did not see it at first so at first I was just oh I think this is supposed to be Indian oh oh wow it's not in blackface that's awesome this is a beautiful song oh she's in change I hate this so that moment of oh oh maybe something from the 40s that isn't horrifically racist no no so that was my low uh I think my high my high was the scene where the prince and cinderella waltz together because it was so cute not the scene where they were talking and dancing that scene was meh whatever but when they just start to waltz for the first time because they're actually physically trying to waltz and i have watched adults fail to waltz harder than these kids and uh it just it was a cute scene i really liked it so what would you change about this movie
1: i mean i would say make them (laughs) adults But that would not be a good movie either. I would like lean into the kid thing more. Like I would not call it a ball. I would call it like the prince's birthday party. And they're all excited that they got an invitation to the prince's birthday party. And that he's gonna have like something that he's gonna bestow on someone. Like you're gonna be my best friend or something. And I want him to arbitrarily come up to her and grab her hand and be like, you're my best friend now. And her
0: being like, oh I don't know and you'd like no you are extrovert um, finds introvert best friend that's that's how yeah. I got at least a couple of my friends in high school and college was an extrovert sat down next to me and said we're friends now so yeah I would have liked that and I would have liked it if Cinderella was doing was like being
1: bullied by her stepsisters in a more childlike way instead of having to like iron clothes like that made me uncomfortable and I, they'd like it if there were Either no adults or more adults, because it felt like the king was throwing a party for children that he himself was also attending and participating
0: in. Do you think the king filled the role of terrifying clown at a birthday party? I guess. Because that was his energy. Yeah. Supposed to be entertaining and jolly, but actually fundamentally terrifying.
1: Yeah, I just, I found him incredibly uncomfortable and. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it (laughs) Yeah, I would make them act more like kids. If we have to have kids, rewrite the script so it's more like kid language. Yeah. I want the prince to be like, you have to be my friend or I shall have you beheaded.
0: I think nannying was really bad for you. I think it screwed (laughs) you up. I think you're messed up forever now. What would you change? I would definitely have the Indian girl be a visiting princess oh my god yes like that's i'm just assuming that that is both of our first answers yes that's what we fixed first so if we could change another thing about this movie um i would have the dog go with her at the end the dog goes into the carriage with them i just had so many feelings about the dog not being in the carriage with them right at the end because the whole thing had a very Wizard of Oz feel to me, especially in the beginning, because she's got these braids, and the fairy Godmother looks like Linda the Good Witch. And the dog is this small it's not a toto dog, but it's dark and it's small and it's a scruffy little terrier dog. So it and it's sort of yappy and small and active. So it has a very toto feel to it, although it is a different breed of dog. And I just had I just had a terrible flashback to, Watching The Wizard of Oz for the first time when Toto gets taken away, and just my heart gets crushed into a zillion pieces, and I have nightmares forever. It hit that same note for me, and it was a horrible note for me to end it on. Mm -hmm. So I'm just pretending that the dog waved, and then the king picked the dog up and put it in the carriage with her, and they just that was off camera. They just didn't show it to us. Yes. So would you ever watch this again? I might. I, I
1: might. Really? I might watch it again if I want to show it to somebody because it is like very bananas. Okay. How about you? Would you watch it
0: again? No, I will never be watching this again. <laughs> this did not rise to my level of bonkerdom to torture my other friends with. My husband would not enjoy this, so I won't have him watch it. My mother will already have watched it on her own. Because she's somehow ahead of us on the Cinderella schedule, although to be fair, she did not watch the slip in the Rose. She watched a five-minute commercial for it and went, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> and so she's clearly smarter than me. Oh man, yeah. So no, I will not be watching this. I didn't, this didn't rise to the levels of bonkers that would be worth sharing for funsies, and I didn't enjoy it enough to actually watch it again. Do you think our listeners should watch this?
1: Yeah, I think I think our listeners should watch this. I think this is very unlike the other cinderellas we have watched and
0: it is very representative of the 1940s i would agree i found this very charming (laughs) um i realized i just said that i will never be watching it again and i won't but i enjoyed this experience of watching it i think i had a much better time overall than Tallinn did and it is a very different type of cinderella this is a whole new thing we have not watched anything that's been like this and it's cute and it's blessedly short. So yeah, I, I would say if you have 20 minutes and you want to watch a Cinderella that is unlike any other Cinderella, check this one out. It's pretty fun. Now for the incredibly difficult question. What grade would you give this movie? This is a D for me. Yeah, I think this one was going to be the biggest difference between us. I keep track of the Do you Yeah. Have
1: I would love to tell you my reasons. No, it's like the racism just casually in the middle there that just completely like tanks the tone of this. Cause I could have, I could have tried to enjoy it. But at the, after that point, I was like, not going to be enjoying it. And it's the fact that they're children. And I don't like that it's children. And I wish it wasn't children. Have I mentioned that I don't like that it's children?
0: I think that you have clearly and successfully communicated that point. I don't think you've done so concisely, but I think you've definitely communicated (laughs) it. What's your grade? I think I have to give this one a B. (laughs) Okay. Because it told a very charming story of Cinderella. It had good costumes. It moved along. I found it very charming. I did really hate the one racist moment, but I was happy that they didn't do worse things, which they could have. She's saying something beautiful. They put her in a beautiful costume, and she wasn't in blackface. So, as much as I really did hate that she was in chains, I mean, yeah, that's what lost it a lot of its points. But I thought this was a pretty good Cinderella. I think part of the reason that I'm giving this a high grade is because uh last week's episode was so painful for me and this one was so fast that I feel better about it comparatively I think if I had watched this in a vacuum I'd probably give it a c plus but as it is I I think I have to give this one a b okay this is definitely our biggest divide this could be a turning point
1: I think our friendship will make it through
0: Oh, I meant like a turning point in the show. I assumed our friendship would make it through.
1: Oh, okay, good. <laughs> well, it's almost midnight. So thanks for joining us. If you liked this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. We'd love to hear from you. So follow us at CinderPod on Twitter and Instagram, like our Facebook page, or email us at podcast at gmail.com. If you want bibbity-bobbity bonus episodes or to hear us discuss this week's Cinderella again, but with more adult beverages and the Ever After Party, Please support us at patreon.com slash cinderpod. Our intro music is Bad Ideas by Kevin MacLeod. You can find him at incompetech.com. So Liv, what are we watching next week?
0: Next week, we're gonna watch the 2004 classic uh, Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff. So this is the teen angsty, I own a diner, and Liv hates everything about this movie, Cinderella Story. I am really curious to see how I feel about it or how we collectively feel about it, I guess, in the light of having watched however many of these we've watched. So I'm I'm wondering if my experience is going to change is what I guess I'm saying.
1: Well, until then, we hope you have a happily ever after.